everybody, welcome back to After Hours at Blondie's where we chit chat away about DJs and promotions and gigs and nightlife and EDM. And we have the most talented, hardest working <laughs> DJ in Vancouver, <laughs> hands down, Henry C. Oh, thank welcome. you so much. Welcome, I'm welcome, welcome. so thankful to being here with yeah. you and talk about it all. Yes, we're going to talk about everything. Yeah. Deep dive into the last... I can't even count how many years. <laughs> yeah. People it's who've been, been with us from yeah. the beginning or luckily seen a lot of our stuff, we've mentioned this name 50, 75 times. Henry C., yeah. the initiative. Yeah, all that stuff. The arrival. So we have yeah, the man, the myth, the legend live with us today. I appreciate it so much, everyone. I know you guys will gain as much knowledge as we will. So please subscribe, give us a like, also follow him. Yeah. Yeah, close. this will be very interesting for me because, you know, even though we've known each other for a few years now, um, yeah. I don't know anything about you from before that. Yes, you know what I for mean? sure. So it's like, this will be a very cool experience, even though, you know, we see each other a lot, we hang out all the time, but like, this is like, we're learning. Yeah. I'm going to learn everything about you now. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. excited yeah, to yeah, dig yeah. deep and like get, you yeah. know, finally <laughs> tell you everything that yeah. you guys yeah, don't yeah. know about me I and get stuff. Deep, I get deep. <laughs> <laughs> you get deep We're in here. All the secrets, so yeah. stay tuned. Yes. All right, so let's go back, all the way back. We're going back through time, all the way to do you remember the very first song that you fell in love with? Ooh, the very first song. Mm-hmm um like i guess in electronic music you would say like on house um i would say it was like blue monday i heard it like out at a club and i was just like okay this is so damn good and that was kind of like the very start of like my love for all the electronic music too Mm -hmm. so i would say yeah blue monday what did you listen to before usually uh so before uh i guess like my love for music really started back home in el salvador mm-hmm. and like um i was definitely not into electronic music at that time mm-hmm. it was just like uh at first it was like latin music right mm-hmm. but then i went into more into my youth to like like uh reggae and punk mm-hmm. i was always kind of like into like finding different kind of like music you know not staying mm-hmm. in the in the what everybody was else listening to you know yeah. and uh yeah that's where it starts i was like always digging for like new music new bands and stuff and uh yeah it wasn't until later on 2000. 15 that i moved uh, sorry that that i was already here in canada that i started uh, getting into electronic music oh, wow, that's pretty recently then mm-hmm. yeah so like yeah. I, I moved to canada in 2011 but yeah mm-hmm. in 2015 that's when like the big switch mm-hmm. in my music life uh, went through you know a huge transformation definitely yeah. yeah and i think a lot of things were like leading to that moment but yeah when when it happened it, i knew this was like the thing for me yeah, you know meant like, to be. And for you grew, sure. And you, you grew up in El Salvador then? I did. So yeah, yeah I, I would say half of my life is from El Salvador. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up there until I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had like experiences with like electronic music at that time, but nothing really that mm-hmm. clicked to me at the, at the time yet. Mm-hmm. And then moved here in 2011. I uh, spent kind of those years, like, you know, figure out at this new country, new experience, new mm-hmm. friendships and everything and new music too so mm-hmm. definitely uh those years were like experimenting a lot going to different clubs different like, trying to see what what was for me you know yeah and yeah. uh it wasn't until 2015 that i discovered gorg uh gorgamish and mm-hmm. that was kind of like the first like love for electronic music that i that i wow, went yeah. deep into that's it. crazy yeah, it took a long time, but like when yeah. he got there, he, he was there for I mean, me forever. It's, if you're gonna find a place that's gonna make you really um, uh, in, in, initiate you into that genre of yeah. music, it's gonna be Gorg is like probably the best mm-hmm. because it's like it's such a, a place that at its core is about like the very best taste in like that style of music mm-hmm. exactly. that is always curated there. So it's like, when you go there, you're like, Oh, I don't hear this anywhere else. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's very underground still, Yeah. but it's like, Oh, I'm not going to hear this at anything on Gramble. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Of, you know, even though it's like def- technically a Gramble spot, it's really not as for far as sure. like its culture and it's, yeah. you know, the it's music they music play and yeah, for and, sure. Know. Yeah. And it was kind of like that. Like I kind of like had to experiment a lot in mm-hmm. different places until somehow I ended up going to Gorgomish. That was, that was the moment that yeah. 
changed everything. Yeah, yeah. for me. So is that where you kind of like met all of your friends, or was there different? Um, I would say yeah. Like I would say, yeah. twenty fifteen was like a big year where I started making like connections. You know, without knowing that there were connections at the mm-hmm. time. You know, it was just like mm-hmm. me enjoying getting to know people that were liking this same too. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it definitely those, those people, those connections that I made at that year have mm-hmm. like still like stay mm-hmm. here until the um, this year. You know, yeah. so it's crazy how like the, the pivotal years like you can kind of like when, when you look back, it's like this particular year is like the foundation of so many things. It's like a focal point of like it was yeah. definitely yeah. It's like definitely a, a big moment in my whole life. You know, because it definitely switches everything like totally. of what I was doing before to like where I'm at now. Yeah. You know, did you play music at all before that, or was that like? So that's actually um, interesting. Like I never really play any music mm-hmm. before. I, like my my family like brought me into more into sports. You know, yeah. like there's always like families always gives you more sports or sure. music sure, stuff. Sure. And uh, I do wish there was like more chances to like learn like music when I was a kid, but like even or something exactly, like, you yeah. know. But like it, it didn't really happen for me. But like I had the love for music always mm-hmm. there, you know. And I just felt like it, eventually I will I will get into that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like now I look forward, and it's like the love for music has always been there for me, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what was the moment that you realized that you wanted to do this more seriously, kind of like as a career? Mm-hmm. So I would say it was the end of 2015. So mm-hmm. after I discovered like the love of the underground, mm-hmm. I fell deep into like, you know, like the scene, the parties. And I, I kind of like got a little bit lost, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, at the end of that year, kind of uh, decided to make a big move. I was already living in BC for like, five years at the time and then mm-hmm. my family was moving to Saskatchewan and to Canada for the first mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. so I decided to move to Saskatchewan uh, for a couple months away and I just kind of clear my head kind of you know try something different never mm-hmm. been outside of BC before mm-hmm. and um, at that moment it was kind of when I was like I was like you know just on, on my own with my family right but like they were just kind of seeing like, oh, like that I was liking this music, but they didn't understand mm-hmm. where it was going to go from there for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of started being like, I want to be part of this, like always, you know, yeah. but like not as a, as a party goer. I want to like yeah. contribute more to mm-hmm. to yeah. this, you know, that is really like changing my life. So that's kind of where it started being like, oh, I should you know become a dj see yeah. like how it goes like with that mentality yeah mm-hmm. and uh the next year 2016 i moved back to bc and uh got a controller you know yeah. i just yeah. that's how it started mm-hmm. and i uh, just spending time on my own you know like actually like i i yeah. self-taught myself how to like play and stuff so yeah. so you didn't have any teachers well i'm sure you had mentors yeah i mean like I definitely like i would say yeah. that the biggest mentor that i have was like kevin Chu. seeing him play mm-hmm. it's always been an inspiration yeah for me and like i would be the kind of artist and even as a person i I usually learn by seeing things Mm -hmm. or by seeing somebody doing it Mm -hmm. so like i will always you always find me by the booth just kind of like trying to understand you know exactly yeah Yeah, i'm a observer learner you know so uh that was that and like yeah i mean like gather to other people around in the scene that like had just been like there for long that like i would just see them but uh yeah I, everything that i that i learned was like through through just yeah. practicing you know my home house mm-hmm. and like trial and error you know trial mm-hmm. and error a lot yeah. of stuff just yeah. give it a shot exactly see what happens, see what happens. yeah, yeah. and i definitely probably was like the best decision I ever had because yeah. i never knew like how far we'll go from that moment you know mm-hmm. like yeah then um I guess that's 2016, and then at the end of that year, I got my first gigs. Mm, um, these ones, yeah, yeah, they were at UBC. These first mm. gigs uh, through some friends. Uh, the this duo collective uh, called Perspective, uh, my friends Jason and Shamil. Okay. So they've been doing events uh, at UBC at that time, and uh, they invited me to be part of it. Uh, definitely never imagined how far we go from there. Then like. That was the end of 2016, I would say. And then 2017, okay. that's when I would say started getting serious about like 
yeah. where this was gonna go that i got my first like club uh gig that mm-hmm. year yeah that at mia rfp mia mia is like one of those clubs that like they allowed new people to come in and audition and try things out and Definitely. then they had like the back room where all yeah. of our friends were yeah that's up. that's where i started too yeah. for sure back room uh of like yeah. mia yeah and um yeah it just kind of like I, I guess like what we were saying before that like 2015 I was already making these like connections and friendships mm-hmm. and stuff and when I made the move to become a DJ all those friendships like just kind of offer me opportunities you know yeah. and like it just opened up so many things that I would have never imagined you know I think like one of my first goals when I became a DJ was one day to play a Gorgomish, you yeah. know, like that was where I started. That's where, that's where the, the yeah, that was like my yeah. biggest exactly. dream at that time, you know. And yeah. then in 2017, it happened, so yeah. it kind of came mm-hmm. super fast after yeah. starting two years, you know, totally. yeah. exactly. And I was that's like, amazing. it was because of the connections that I've been made, mm-hmm. and also, you know, just like showing a face, you know, people just like yeah. start seeing you around more, and like, like people just want to start like working with you you yeah. know yeah. yeah they see that you show up you're consistent you're yeah. always there you're not being belligerent or rude you're like contributing to the scene they want to give sure. you a chance and like you actually made like very genuine friendships you're not in there just yes. to get a gig kind no of thing. for sure yeah, yeah no i i i love just everything that is about this scene you know yeah. so like and i guess like what kind of music were you into and were you playing at the time like 2015, yeah that's a good 16, question 17 what so were you obsessed with? yeah i guess at that time uh even like in the music uh that was happening in gorgamish and stuff everything was like slower mm. it was definitely Mid-roll, like yeah. deep yeah. house yeah, yeah, yeah music, like yeah. it was like very like good like melodies and like mm-hmm solid kicks and bass but like something like sort of simple like more simple than what it is now for sure sure. and like yeah i have a huge love for deep house i definitely that's like the first things that i started like playing and uh Mm -hmm. i did disco too that was kind of like my first official gig at mia i played a disco set oh yeah yeah i know but i think the main bass has always been house that like it's like what i've been like trying to like find myself like looking like for music it's always been like house at always the core drawn to that yes yeah. exactly very cool and then so i guess continuing on from there talk me through like first year at mia you're getting some gigs yeah. you're starting your collective maybe tell me a little bit about your collective for sure yeah uh, i guess uh, the collective happened on 2019 the mm-hmm. initiative uh, before that I, I have already like tried like working in some co- collectives before but nothing really like stay you know or work like people with the people yeah. that I work at the time didn't work but mm-hmm. uh move forward to 2019 yeah like I already have I have like a name a little established in the city by then yeah but I just felt like I just wanted to still like do something more you know more than just DJing you know mm-hmm. and that's where like the initiative came over and like um uh basically yeah like Jalen, jd and mm-hmm. uh, evelina now my wife uh yeah, yeah we were like kind of cool. just starting and to think like what, what else could, could we do or like offer to the city i felt like at that time there was a certain sound that was happening in the city for mm-hmm. sure but uh yeah. it was it was like nothing there was like nothing new other than that so i felt like yeah. it was kind of stuck on that yeah, time it was kind of like that mm-hmm. that that fun fun beat house music tech house like was really taking over at that point yeah like, exactly everyone was playing tech house it was, it was kind of a transition from the 25 2015 mm-hmm. 15 16 17 there's a little bit of like the because house music wasn't that big before but it's yeah. kind of like uh what was it like uh g house right a lot yes. of g house started and then it started to move into a lot of tech house and yeah. then like a lot of mm-hmm. like uh what's like an Oliver Heldon style, like, or like, uh, uh, Dirty Bird, Dirty Bird, like was really starting to come around that time. And all that stuff was really big in Vancouver, I guess, from that, that kind of the center of the scene. For sure. Yeah. And that's when, um, yeah, 2019 came, um, I was, uh, yeah, I was already doing compost stuff, but yeah, mid, mid year, we decided to create the initiative and that's kind of where Mm we, um, everything kind of like blew up from there like honestly yeah like we we just wanted to do yeah like raves that that really like people felt welcome and just like different music that they were not so used to listening at the time and just kind of like Mm -hmm. pushing some boundaries within the sound in vancouver you know and uh 
yeah, everything started in with League of Raves for us, honestly, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it yeah. was like uh, in 2019. Yeah, yeah the very, very cool. first party that we did was uh, in Stanley Park at a secret location. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we probably know <laughs> which one, yeah. but <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we were like uh, already heard that people have done parties before there, yeah. but for a couple mm-hmm. of years, nothing had happened. So we decided to, you know, let's just give it a try. And I feel like from that moment, everything just started going and moving forward. Like that first party we had, like, I think 500 people come. That's crazy. Yeah, for the first party. Yeah. Um, I think people really had a hunger for it. They were exactly. really craving it. Oh yeah, the underground scene was the dead underground back then. Scene yeah. was, there was nobody doing anything. Exactly. I think you were one of the very first collectives to restart things here. For sure, yeah. Like Vancouver. I feel like those kind of parties that were like people like had to like find it or stop. Yeah. You know that that was missing. You know, and like yeah. I felt we, we it was saw rare. that the, the, the previous you know five six years before that it was like once in a blue moon for sure mm-hmm. yes yeah. exactly and then everybody and their mother would show up and then the police would come yeah and get it all shut down so that's why i don't think anything yeah. took it was off like for sure that were like yeah. you know they would always get shut down stanley mm-hmm. park ones even that same location yeah you know yeah. people would get shut down all the time all for the time. sure yeah, yeah honestly yeah. it was definitely like a fluke you know of mm-hmm. like like log but also yeah. maybe just the perfect timing too totally. just a lot of things that so. came together yeah. to just yeah. really make it a good time and just like like push our kind of like initiative career forward and then probably after like two months after we did another one that at the same location like to end the summer Mm -hmm. and that one like was like a thousand five hundred people that showed up that was like both of those parties yeah yeah that was like something not expected but thank god everything worked out good you know like you guys actually prepared pretty good for that one but yeah we did yeah honestly that's true we definitely had like uh, the more people that we have working ever mm-hmm. for an event yeah. so we were prepared but we were yeah. not ready for that for, for sure <laughs> yeah that is a lot of people at an exactly. underground rave in stanley park yeah like stanley park is large but like you can find places you can for find sure. people in stanley park a thousand people sure. in that spot's pretty hectic it's, it's pretty, pretty packed yeah. for yeah. sure yeah it mm-hmm. was but everything worked out good and uh from there basically um we were already kind of working close, you know, with blueprints here and there. But uh, I think after that moment, like, that's when uh, Ali Stani came in the picture mm-hmm. and kind of mm-hmm. was like, oh, I like what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he offered us to kind of like move our, you know, like the whole collective to MIA and mm-hmm. like really kind of like do more of like a residency style at MIA and yeah. like rather than the renegade yeah exactly stuff, you know just have a place exactly yeah. have a place where we can like keep doing it you know yeah. and uh yeah everything was going well and well yeah then we know everything yeah. ca- comes after yeah. <laughs> 2020 yeah. March 15th yeah. what does the, yeah. the, the 19 really remind you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like end of times for sure yeah, it's like a beginning a, a new yeah. beginning after yeah. that for sure it, it really was it was we've talked about this so many times on the podcast but really covid what happened to vancouver was that it blossomed mm-hmm. all of these collectives well everything you know? shut yeah everything shut everything down, shut down yeah. for a year and, and then everybody's like well after the first year everybody's like well not mm-hmm. everybody but people who really cared yeah. yeah i mean even even like for me like we threw a party in 2020 right in mm-hmm. july was it july or august i think it was at the beginning of august yeah, yeah. August. because we were like screw this this is getting ridiculous yeah. yeah and uh and uh we we rented out this ranch mm-hmm. but we're like okay well we know the police are gonna come because this is like yeah. this is like the thick of the lockdown right, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. so we had to, we create all these rules it's like okay well everybody's gonna have zones of five people right yeah and like mm-hmm. you have to five people and then there's like <laughs> There's like a barrier, you're not allowed to so, have anybody else near you. So it's like, you know, and everybody has a bracelet with their yeah. color of what their yeah. zone is. And oh, it's like, wow. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it slowly so like went like, through please, the whole... Please, please. And, then, like, and everybody would like... Go to their zone. Oh, zone. Wow. And then they... Yeah. There. And that happened like, I think once a day for the three days yeah. we were there. Oh, they no They came way. every day. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. And we had everything like... Plan out properly. Yeah, yeah. Like, At the beginning, when we were all signed up, we're like, everybody who's coming in, we're like, okay, here's the list of rules. When the police yeah, come, we, we actually had like a sit down with everyone when they got down. <laughs> it was like, very it was like, serious. Yeah, there were some this. weird times we yeah, lived so, for so, sure. So <laughs> the things we had to do yeah. for an event, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was so like. So I guess, like, yeah. So, like, talk me through what, how your experience 
experience like because now everything shut down yeah so yeah exactly that was kind of like uh, a really like god punch kind of like mm -hmm. oh wow we already have this momentum going the mm -hmm. same with my career mm -hmm. and uh with the initiative and then yeah 2020 hits and kind of like we decided that well like at, at the first time like we were not sure what's happening so the only like logical reason that we could find was like move everything to like the internet right mm -hmm. so we yeah. we created mm -hmm. a twitch for the initiative nice and uh, nice. basically it was like to keep uh the community that we have created like still kind of like alive you know yeah. Yeah. yeah and like what we what we did is like either at my place or jd's place uh we would have mm -hmm. a setup you know and then just invite one dj you know mm -hmm. have like one guest like mm -hmm. one plus one so like yeah. it was just be yeah. like six yeah, people yeah. in there, in there. exactly quiet. you know yeah. but just to kind of keep our friends close to you know yeah. and yeah. uh yeah you definitely we definitely ran there for like a year i would say doing like mm -hmm. uh twitch um streams and everything mm -hmm. and then um i would say 2021 that's when like we were like okay like everything seems like it's like kind of shifting right everything mm -hmm. there's more possibilities of doing stuff and that's when we're like okay let's take the risk to really mm -hmm. plan something out you yeah. know and that's uh the year where we decided to do revival and equinox rising mm -hmm. the festivals so that cool. we planned so those were two festivals that you two guys festivals did? yeah okay, the same so year walk me through everything because i really would love to know yeah so like when you're thinking of putting together this festival what mm -hmm. are some of the first things that you're putting in place right um i think like first thing we want to know how many people can we can count fully mm -hmm. on like creating this with you know because it definitely involves a lot of hands and a lot yes. of time yeah um then i guess like just like thinking uh about sound sound is always mm -hmm. our kind of main priority like what what are we gonna do with the sound like it has to be you know great so mm -hmm. so it's a good party yeah and um then from there kind of like we just like had to go spot the place you know yeah. like it was mm -hmm. like because it, it was supposed to be an illegal party right like we had to go find the spot it was a lot of like scouting yeah it was a lot of scouting or like even yeah. hearing people like oh i know this location so we yeah. will be like okay let's go see it during the For weekend sure. and stuff yeah so it definitely took a long time to like figure out that and uh and then yeah just kind of like time i think but we, we should during like COVID times mm -hmm. we had the extra time to do so it was yeah. great Everybody's too working from home exactly you know like, i feel yeah. like we definitely just have more time to really plan it properly so mm -hmm. yeah definitely it took a lot of work between the three of us like jay evelyn and me and yeah. then mm -hmm. then we have like thank god we have like a group group of friends that mm -hmm. like are always very like close to us and like mm -hmm. um, helping us with sound. Like we have one good friend that is a, a sound sound engineer, so he know he mm -hmm. he knows how to like prepare the sound for us. Mm -hmm. Other people that you know just do like carpentry and stuff, so that would do stages and stuff. So yeah, um, we just kind of like organize everything, and then like we have like people that we trust fully that would just deliver the job, you know. Yeah. And yeah. then um, I guess like just had the time before the festival to do all those stuff because like mm -hmm. there's no other way you can yeah. do it i mean you, you cannot yeah. really bring a stage you know like there you have to yeah so i guess what is the lead up time like when did you guys start planning that um i would say for the first one we started i would say like six months before six months? yeah just like scouting yeah, places yeah. Yeah. That big, you really want to be ahead of that. yeah exactly yeah, like, you know hard. yeah and then like and then yeah like you know that's at this time it's also kind of like our first times trying this kind of like event yeah. so a lot of things came through later that now we have a better understanding of like how to do it even more proper but mm -hmm. like yeah everything was kind of like learning as we go you know yeah, like figure it out like okay we yeah. definitely need water yeah. with all this stuff right yeah. to keep the people so like, i guess people what fine. are those kind of things that you learn kind of a little bit after the fact but like are so important what yeah are i guess like yeah just like having like yeah like 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 water for everyone right that's an yeah. important one like you have to make sure that like everything's okay you know for everyone with that and i feel like also just having a plan on like um you know just like if if anything goes wrong you know mm -hmm. just having a plan having somebody always like 
like being sober too you know so in case mm-hmm. somebody somebody has to drive or anything right so yeah. yeah definitely a lot of things come up and yeah. um safety security for first sure aid, some first drivers aid. exactly yeah. yeah there's a lot of things that go into a that. lot for sure and then there's like yeah. also the decoration right that's yeah. Yeah. it's a whole other planet by itself <laughs> but i feel like yeah uh yeah like we have like good friends and like we always kind of like are looking for artists too that we're like oh these artists are good and kind of matches like what we're thinking and mm-hmm. we want to do and we invite them to the to the festivals to add to that you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a collective like thing you know you yeah. have to really have all these people yeah. to make oh, it happen so for Take sure and it then, does and then we get to the day and then there's a lineup and djs and everything like that exactly how do you kind of like pick the people who are playing and also put together a lineup like what is your mentality around that yeah i guess i've been like in the scene and just seen so many parties and also me being an opener uh you know headliner and like a closer i understand mm-hmm. like kind of like what should be playing at certain times you know yes. like you just have to know like you know, if you if you start, let's say one p.m., you cannot have like a techno DJ playing, right? Like you just kind of have <laughs> I mean, a, a knowledge. <laughs> you know exactly. You yeah. just kind of have hardcore to... guys for sure. Like, exactly. I mean, yeah. it depends on the party yeah. too, right? It happens. It happens. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I just have a good knowledge of like um, where which kind of music should be de- depending of the time, mm-hmm. and I feel like just having like a lot of friends that are hella talented artists helps you know just really you can just know like okay even if this this is not your sound that you would do you could you know like Mm -hmm. accommodate your sound to play this set time you know like and that's very important to trust people with that because like Mm -hmm. the flow of of a night can really depend on like on them you know like if if you not ready for your set time you know Mm -hmm. like you, you might ruin like the whole flow of the night yeah so it's very yeah. important to definitely spend some time with the set times and you know like dj yeah, lives you know you're putting in where and how yeah. for sure right. yeah, yeah i feel like a lot of parties like just put so many things together at once and they just mm-hmm. hope it works you yeah. know mm-hmm. especially for music yeah. and like it, you, you need to create that like you know like opener yeah. like yeah. headliner the, closing yeah. vibe you sometimes, know sometimes yeah. they'll like a lot of people who don't have experience, they'll book a bunch of people and they'll sort it by popularity. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes the music just doesn't flow at all if you do that. Way. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? like, sometimes if you have somebody who's like way more popular, but their sound is a little bit more, you know, late, late night yeah. or whatever. But if you put them earlier and then the late night guys, like some guy that's playing like something way a different energy, you know, like, well, what are we doing here? Right now? Exactly. You know? 100%. So it's, it's up to you as the party organizer, I feel, to like make sure you have the right person in the right slot. Too. For sure. hundred yeah. percent. And I, I think it also like helps, you know, just being being involved in the scene, yeah. you know, because you yeah, get to see all yeah. these DJs, friends. Yeah. that are doing what they're doing and then like when it comes a moment like that as like a festival yeah. then you start thinking okay who are the artists or who was the kind of style of music i want to like showcase and yeah. you already know which people you want to have you yeah. know mm-hmm. for sure for sure yeah yeah and it's it's uh you know it's like um with a festival too you've got a lot of hours to fill yes you know it's 100%. not like we're not playing from like 10 till 3 yeah you know it's like where we've got people in the midday all the way mm-hmm. to like early 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 morning and it's like you got to find out kind of like a flow throughout all that and it's yeah. you know it doesn't have to be very linear either it can go like this a little bit yeah you know uh, it, it, it's it's such an art to it for sure mm-hmm. for and, and like sure. It, when you have more experience going out and seeing it in action how how it resonates with people yeah you're like okay well we know that this works now because of this and this works out through this and all that mm-hmm. stuff it's just yeah. experience yeah 100 percent so I guess the overall vibe that you would take into the next festival, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you're either going to change or keep or what do you love about that particular like organization and yeah, um, a festival? Like, yeah, how does it? <laughs> I think like through all these like uh, events that we had, like, we have figured out that what we want to do is like keep it like small, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like what, well, you know, basically for us is a big inspiration and like mm-hmm. they have proved like, a boutique festival like just knowing like the amount of people that you have really like impacts on the on the festival right mm-hmm. so like we yeah. we're thinking to like do it again but like 
yeah you just keep it like more it's like smaller you know so mm-hmm. we can like adequate mm-hmm. to everyone and just like really make everyone's experience like the best possible you know so and then you can like really plan it better you know i feel like the more people you have the more logistic goes into it so yeah cars tents and sometimes like bigger doesn't mean that the party will be better either right because like the quality might not be the best festivals and parties don't necessarily scale up in a linear way yeah like Mm -hmm. like a party that's twice as big as another party might take five times the amount of work yeah you know or even 10 times the amount of work to make it work so mm-hmm. it Absolutely. doesn't it's not like oh if we can do 500 a thousand is going to be easy we just double the staff it's yeah not quite like it doesn't quite work that way mm-hmm. you know For it could sure. be, you might need way more depending on the location you might not it just depends on like the nature of the party but it's not like a linear scaling thing yeah. you know? and, yeah. and and what was it like you know with the parties that you did before, they were mm. kind of like in the couple hundred range. Yeah. What was the biggest outdoor fest, like multi-day festival you guys ended up doing? Um, Maybe it was on uh, 2022. Yeah. We got together with Bantech to create yeah. uh, mm. an event. Um, I think we had like around 500 people, you know, combined with the two collectives. And yeah. uh, definitely was a way more work too. Yeah. And that's kind of where I, we felt like, okay, we feel like we kind of burned out working towards that. Yeah. And then like last year, I mean, sorry, this year we, we took a step back of doing like a festival this year yeah. because mm-hmm. we were like, okay, what do we really want to do with this? Yeah. Like, do we want to yeah. scale it out, like make it yeah. big or do we want to like focus like on something yeah. like really nice, small, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. And like, we're hoping to do it again next year, but yeah. extra what I'm saying, just probably just smaller, you know, kind of thing. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, just to really like have like everybody super committed and involved in the band, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you find that? Cause like the last couple of summers or at least maybe the last couple, like yeah. especially last summer, there was almost none that happened Yeah, as far as like r- little mini raves. And I think, do you think that's because of what happened in hope with the weather and all those sites? getting washed out i believe that that has a, a main power for yeah. sure but i feel like now people are thinking they want to move to the bigger side like, i feel yeah. like those those collectives that were also doing like illegal parties and stuff yeah. in the last couple of years maybe now they're like oh we want to truly become a festival and mm-hmm. eventually like grow like big mm-hmm. and like yeah we were kind of like okay maybe we should just keep kind of doing this style mm-hmm. of, of party but i've been more organized right mm-hmm. not just like a fully legal play a party yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah i think that's kind of where our focus is i really like make something memorable of the sound that we truly believe like mm-hmm. we like you know mm-hmm. and, the, and then just like give it to the people that will really come to that event you know mm-hmm. have you have noticed you from when you guys started sort of no. if you've mm-hmm. there, if you, yeah. from when you guys uh, started throwing these more bigger parties from 2019 to today mm-hmm. have you noticed that like the music taste in the cities really evolved closer to what you guys like to hear like what to mm-hmm. play yeah i think so for sure and i think like uh the best example is that like uh the the residents that we have as initiative Mm -hmm. are like you know au danish jay all of us like are constantly getting booked Mm -hmm. in in different parties Mm -hmm. and it just proved that like this what we have been created or wanting from like the very beginning is like now showing that there is like that demand and like exactly and people Mm -hmm. are just really booking like all of us to like like you know just be part of it and i feel like having that like that like background of like what we've been doing all these years mm-hmm. is just really been coming to fruition now yeah. you know yeah. i honestly yeah. like it, it, it's my in my opinion i feel like you guys and like other people in the scene have really were the reason that happened i don't think mm-hmm. the city was really going in that direction until you guys kind of like i wouldn't even say forced it because there's no forcing it. right the music's mm-hmm. good right we just saw so a space you there just, but, you know? but, yeah. but i feel like what you did is you just played what you wanted to play yes. you just didn't like cater to the crowd for se. Sure. the crowd catered to you a little bit 100%. and i think that like you know if one person tells one person they tell one person just yeah 100 you know? percent. i think that's mm-hmm. been a huge part of evolving the scene into something that is where it is today for sure and like you know i've i've been very pleased with it you know i mean especially on oh, the no, progressive side mad. of things <laughs> yeah everything's been amazing yeah, the last and, and, and with the growth of techno in the last two years as well yeah. um mm-hmm. you know internationally it's mm-hmm. grown in the same kind of ways that it's grown locally yeah. which is not normally a parallel that you would say happens in this in this in 100 yeah it's yeah. been massive and yeah. yeah like what we're saying i think like 
COVID time was more of like a blessing for the scene, you know, like than like yeah. a setback. I felt like that's where every every everybody just like really like pulled through and be like, okay, yeah. where is this gonna go f yeah. from here, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been an amazing like journey to see like where I started. I'm sure some mm -hmm. other DJs that started even like later, mm -hmm. like like earlier, like mm -hmm. have seen more evolution. But like for me, has I've seen a lot of evolution from like 2015, you know, mm -hmm. to now. It's like it's mm -hmm. been amazing. It's just great to be. Yeah. seeing it happen you Definitely. know i think i'll say this time and time mm -hmm. again but i think because vancouver well we've both said it vancouver's such on the outlier of the whole entire world everything starts in europe yeah makes its way over to north america and vancouver's kind of last yeah always yeah always <laughs> goes to the east coast yeah, first <laughs> and it's like techno is obviously started in berlin and amsterdam and all those european countries kind of made its way over here and i think vancouver's one of the last cities to pop off yes. and i think we're in such a prime position with yes. all these amazing collectives that are coming up and all these different sounds mm -hmm. now people have a variety of sounds for sure that they can go choose from and there's so much talent in the city mm -hmm. honestly so it's crazy, so it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like it's just it's just great to see like now like the demand is way bigger too like mm -hmm. people are more into like this this mm -hmm. music you mm -hmm. know so he has definitely given the chance for more people to get involved in this yeah, scene. Getting yeah. more involved involved and booked and everything like that too. Yes. So I want to highlight you and your career as yeah. well. Yes, because you sure. have had a rocket ship to yes. the moon. You've opened up for incredible DJs. I need to name them. Pete yes. Tong, Dom Dalla, Dubfire, yes. Camel Fat, John Summit. Yes. Let's go. This is amazing. You I know. know. Honestly, like... Like, do you pinch yourself or like... For sure. <laughs> I definitely... Because I know there were so many moments, uh, especially on 20, 2018, I would say. I, mm -hmm. I went traveling with Evelina for six months. Mm -hmm. And I felt like my career was like starting then. Mm -hmm. And then I, we decided to to move away for six months. So mm -hmm. when I came back, I was like, oh, like, are, am I still relevant? You know, is this yeah. still going to happen? Do they remember me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, anything could happen, yeah. right? But mm -hmm. like everything just started happening again. And one of my biggest gigs that year was Pete Tong, opening for Pete Tong. And Very cool. I, I just couldn't believe that like it was happening to me, you know, because like yeah. Pete Tong is like a, a legend itself. A pivotal yeah. human being in the in the world wide scene for sure oh for sure like yeah. in the whole scene right like in the the underground scene in the world you know so it was a big moment for sure and i and i feel like at that moment i realized okay i feel like this is really what i need to be doing because mm -hmm. i playing next to yeah. him i could just feel like it never felt like oh like i'm super yeah. nervous or yeah. something it's always yeah. felt like every time i'm it like fit, you belong exactly yeah. you know it yeah. always felt like it was, i was right part of it you know yeah. and uh yeah after that 2019 was probably my biggest year on like um uh, being support artist for mm -hmm. a bunch of artists and like mm -hmm. dumb fire was probably my favorite mm -hmm. uh opening set but yeah i i opened for dumb dollar just something before they even so blew cool. up it's insane yeah. how like so many opportunities yeah. that I had for sure. Yeah. And um yeah, moving forward after like like COVID and stuff, that's when like I feel like now I really have devoted my whole life to this, you know, yeah. like like people see it and offer me like big opportunities, you know. I think mm -hmm. like base coast is probably the biggest one that like mm -hmm. has so happened. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I feel like after like, you know, all these years like playing at bass because what's the goal you know and like mm -hmm. have achieved that like since last year is still kind of like i'm like where do i go from here <laughs> you know like, i don't know yeah, yeah shams is the next yeah. time for sure it's yeah, a bit yeah. it's a bit harder to like feel to connect to people there yeah. at least yeah. but i'm I, i'm definitely hoping it that is it happens. predominantly a bass festival too so there True. it takes a lot for a house or progressive or techno um, for sure to, to penetrate there it does happen of course obviously yeah. but it's mm -hmm. predominantly a base festival for it sure. is 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. but yeah that's probably the next goal but yeah. i'm also thinking like start making connections with east coast you know like yeah. I think that's where where yeah. i see next year moving forward for me like yeah trying to like go there i've never been to to toronto or really? montreal yet yeah i've never been so. to montreal but i've been to toronto yeah well, you've been as yeah. far as saskatchewan then yeah exactly saying, that's oh, that's the farthest i know i'm excited yeah. to like definitely like discover all that and just make again connections friendships right mm -hmm. that 
where we can like start like exchanging artists like, between yeah. like East Coast, West Coast. Oh, that's a good idea. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I feel like we rarely to get Toronto people here too. Yeah, so it's, it's, the issue is the flights are so expensive. So if you book a guy, mm-hmm. you're gonna pay him like five hundred bucks or seven hundred dollars for and sure. It's twelve. Yeah, a thousand depending on the time of the year. It's just like, well, does this make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. Right? So it can get hard day, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It definitely yeah. needs a lot of planning. Yeah, when you when booking like artists yeah. like that, yeah. you know, yeah. just really plan it because like flights could be cheaper. Yeah, different you times never know when. too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like you're kind of saying like you've kind of gotten as far mm-hmm. as you can mm-hmm. in the city here, yes. and then so the next thing that you have to do is kind of go out of the city. Exactly. In yeah. order to come back in, how is that like? um kind of panned out in your brain do you like it kind of sounds like you have a plan for it but do Mm -hmm. you feel frustration as well that the city can only kind of take you so far i think that i don't think so i think like i i feel satisfied with everything that i have achieved in the scene and like Mm -hmm. i think it's just like i think that probably that's why some of the biggest artists from like bc have to move to right to different Mm -hmm. locations to really like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. excite to the next level so I feel like it's it's great for what what the BC has to offer, but yeah, like now mm-hmm. I'm like I need to I need more, you yeah. know, and I, yeah, that's yeah. that's where I'm like I have to start. I already started kind of like talking to some collectives in Toronto, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like slowly yeah. making my way there. I know when if I if I ever book a flight to go there, like I'll probably like yeah. exactly get a gig yeah. and stop there. So yeah. that's that's where oh, I'm at right exciting. now. Yeah, Very yeah. Cool. The 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 isolation of the city was mm-hmm. not something I fully understood until I started talking to more of you guys on the podcast. Right, about, like you know the fact that you know with the flights themselves, the logistics themselves are so expensive that mm-hmm. it just it makes it so that. It doesn't make sense for either side sometimes for yeah. it to happen is unless you just want to go and do it. You know, for mm-hmm. sure, exactly. It's like we yeah. can book you in Chicago, but you, you know have to we, get can't, there we can't we can't pay you that much because it's going to cost us this, this, and this for the flight, or, or you have to pay visa. for the flight. So, exactly. Yeah, and then the whole yeah. visa thing, yeah, whatever, and all that other stuff. So it's just like, okay, well, do I do it anyway, or do I just mm-hmm. be like, you know, this is what I get and need to. Yes, I think so at, the, at the beginning to create yeah. the 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 relationships, you have to push uh, yeah. yourself a little bit out of that. Yeah. You know, like oh, don't get like oh, like they're not gonna pay for my fly or stuff. Yeah. Like no, like if they can offer you a gig, but like yeah. no fly at first. Yeah, you know, like you have to make some sacrifices yeah. at first to like. Mm-hmm. get where you want to go and then you yeah. show and you can make it a vacation too like exactly like, you know what it's like a semi-subsidized vacation for <laughs> sure exactly that's exactly how it is <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, i really do feel that about this city and especially with djing and i think something that people don't necessarily think about mm-hmm. is like djing is not only an art form yeah but a business as well mm-hmm. for sure and in order to get your business to grow you have to invest in it first 100 percent. you do sometimes have to play to play for right. sure. Pay, yeah. pay to pay. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's not directly pay. paying for a gig, there's like but you other still have to put in auxiliary your things for sure. sure. Into it. 100%. Yeah. yeah, especially at the beginning, I feel like. And like in, in every, you know, in a new city too, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it has to be like that. So yeah, you kind of pay your dues first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess with all the success, which has been mm-hmm. amazing and so exciting, <laughs> you're you. on a trajectory. Are there some things that you've personally struggled with? that mm. were kind of surprising to you along the way um i guess just like the time that the time consuming that it is for sure like mm-hmm. i feel like um yeah you're doing all this stuff but like it it, it takes so much time of prep preparation mm-hmm. right like and finding music finding music sets, staying yeah. staying constantly fresh right like it's yeah. it's definitely like time consuming you know and like i feel like you also have to balance your other life right with mm-hmm. that because yeah, like with your job exactly. you have that real job too yeah. it's like you know, for sure like it's, just it's, so everybody knows henry is one of the most booked djs in the city and he still needs a job that <laughs> goes to show you how sad things are bc for how sure many, like, <laughs> Did you do last year? This yeah, year? so this year I is like my biggest year of gigs. I yeah. did uh, forty seven gigs. Forty seven yeah. gigs. That's almost Incredible. a gig per week. That's yeah, I, I was like, week. okay, there's one week off for Halloween for Christmas. For Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one week off for your wedding. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then two yeah. other random weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like... you get two weeks of vacation. Yeah, yeah it was definitely yeah. a big year, yeah. and um, yeah. yeah, I feel like um. As I said, like the older connections and all the friendships that I've been doing, mm-hmm. and now that everything is like past COVID and everything, mm-hmm. 
this is the biggest moment as an artist, especially mm-hmm. for me, because like everybody wants to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the big companies like Blueprints are like more than ever invested on like mm-hmm. doing shows and stuff. So I've been yeah. building my resume for for a while now, and mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, like this this last two years have been insane in in opportunities you know like i think like this year the biggest one was foundation like that's huge insane to believe that like that started this year and like we had some crazy parties you know yeah this year's been wild on on the front from blueprint like blueprint really flexing their muscles in the underground scene for sure they have to compensate for all the time like wasted right like so you know and it's and it's, it's amazing to see what blueprint has really pushed yeah. considering the struggles they had pre-COVID trying to get anything off the ground. I mean, for sure. I mean, we just talked about MIA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. MIA was what they wanted the underground scene to flourish. That was their attempt at like, let's bring house music for to, sure. the, to a mainstream club. And it just mm-hmm. was pushing a chain uphill. They just couldn't get anything going. Like, yeah, you know? it didn't stick. It was yeah. our... Yeah, the city just, you know, like there was like hardcore people that would try to get there almost every week. Like I felt like I was at MIA every week. Oh, and it's same. Like, I was there was two nights. Like, I moved in. I yeah, felt like was, <laughs> no, and there was in a that lot back of room there. just set up a little cot. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good parties there, but you could tell that like they probably weren't making any money. Yeah, I mean? for sure. And 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 to be, go from there to like, oh, let's book Coliseums mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah, Coliseum, Coliseum, Malcolm Bowl. You know, like, yeah, and sold out yeah, shows, sold out too. shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. And, and and like those are risky shows in the city for sure. It, in, in the moment, you felt they were risky shows, but in hindsight, obviously, they went very well. So it's like, yeah. no risk, really, yeah. not no risk, but like, it, you know, the risk was was uh, um, mitigated, I guess, you could yeah. Say. yeah. So, you know, and then like, oh my god, the first foundations this year is gonna be Eric. Yeah. are we kidding right now yeah like he's one of the hardest people to book in this city we get him like every eight years like seriously <laughs> every eight years yeah that's like gonna more be or less. so yeah. so like to to pop off the foundation year with that is yeah. bonkers yeah. yeah you know and that's like bravo bravo blueprint you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? like, that's just a crazy booking yeah yeah know? and uh i'm actually shocked it's not sold out already that's, that's weird <laughs> yeah I it's gonna happen yeah, i mean yeah. it, but the thing is it's at the, it's not at uh the forum it's at the coliseum that place could hold mm, 10 plus so many oh, people. Really? yeah it's a huge venue yeah it's it's almost as big as rogers arena mm-hmm. wow you know, so, okay so, so yeah yeah so it's pretty like like gonna we had, we had shows that had like a Vici and like yeah all those kinds of like Skrillex and like huge acts you know at, at the Coliseum so it's yeah like, it's the Coliseum is the I think the second biggest venue in the city after Rogers Arena yeah mm-hmm. I mean BC Place obviously those two were the biggest but like you know the the Coliseum is like almost as, as big as Rogers Arena mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be a great yeah. show yeah. yeah. I'm interested forward. to see what else is going to come down the pipeline yeah. in terms of DJs and artists and collectives. Yeah. So what do you see for C in the next year? In the next year, two years, in five years, you want to look back and be like, I want to accomplish this and this and this. For sure. Um, I think I would start with the initiative first. Uh, I think like uh, we had a lot of time to talk uh, between our collective. Where where do we see the initiative going Like in the next, yeah, in the next years? So for next year, we're we're definitely gonna focus again on events, like mm-hmm. and like really, we felt like we burned out at some point mm-hmm. from doing events, but now we we have a, like a better understanding of what we want to do. So mm-hmm. we're probably gonna be uh, doing two kind of events. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that is gonna be more underground than like what we usually do, and mm-hmm. like we will incorporate like newer faces, just kind mm-hmm. of keep rotating between mm-hmm. like people that like. It's just starting or like you know have started but like haven't had like a main slot you know like yeah. a, a headliner slot or a closing slot mm-hmm. so yeah we just really want to push like the the scene you know yeah. like that the, the artists coming out them. yeah just give yeah. them a place to to play and express themselves and then um we're looking like into like start getting into bigger bigger events too in the other hand uh mm-hmm. where we want to collab with like other collectives and uh we have like talks between other collectives that kind of follow yeah. the same sound that we do mm-hmm. and uh to bring artists and yeah. uh yeah Some and then big have acts. big acts like in, in the in the house tech house scene and uh 
have our main residence opening for those shows mm -hmm. that's where we're gonna divide like our events you know yeah. like uh, i'm thinking this one for like the, the one that will be more underground like i'm even thinking like no tickets you know just mm -hmm. kind of like yeah. Uh, free onto a certain time and then yeah. door tickets. I feel yeah. like that that makes it like it's different. You know, I feel like the, the ticket sales and stuff doesn't yeah. really reflect to like the underground much, mm -hmm. you know. So mm -hmm. it would just be better. Okay, this this is the location. Yeah. That's it. You know, yeah. come yeah. over. Yeah. And um, yeah, and that and then as as Henry C. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to start the year like kind of off of gigs coming out out of this year with so many shows yeah, yeah it's starting just like yeah. kind of off and i'll be dedicating some more time into like the production side really like yeah. finishing like kind of like crafting my sound i feel like in the last two three years it's been like a process of like doing music and stuff but still haven't really found mm -hmm. this the right sound that i want to like mm -hmm. like you know show you know and i feel yeah. like it's hard for me because even when I when I'm like DJing, like I DJ a certain like range mm -hmm. of sounds. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. when I try to produce, uh, it's like, what do I really want to show? So mm -hmm. it's gonna be a lot of that for me at, at the beginning of this year, really. Mm -hmm. Like just go deep into like making music and making things that would really like resonate with my yeah. sound. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I look forward as I was saying, like to like start making more connections with the East Coast. Um, yeah, like I look forward for like summer here, but I think I want to spend a certain time there too to start mm -hmm. getting that going. You know, I feel like uh, like Masu is like a great inspiration for me in that way because mm -hmm. she mm -hmm. took it like we know knowing what's gonna happen moving to the East Coast and mm -hmm. she's doing she's doing great. Now yeah. she has like the recognition from East Coast and West Coast, so yeah. like people like have like knowledge of who she is and yeah. that. That's a bigger like market, right? And so that's that's where I want to expand for mm -hmm. sure next yeah. year. Yeah. I would love nothing more than all of you, everybody to go over to East Coast, West Coast, and we like really unite Canada. I think so. I know? think it's in, in the, it does the next steps, I think, for sure. It's you in know? the future. It's coming. It is coming. Like yeah, I'm excited for yeah. it for sure. Yeah. Well, there's so much to look forward to. Yes. Congratulations on all your successes. Oh, thank you and your very beautiful much. wedding and your thank beautiful you life so and it's initiative. Yes. I have enjoyed every single show that I've ever went to. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate I look that. Forward to in the future as well. For sure, as a DJ, for yeah. sure too. No, make it happen to... for sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I think yeah no i think i covered everything that Every i want to talk about. i mean i'm just so yeah. proud of what you guys have accomplished yeah. it's just uh you guys have really i can't say it enough you guys are a huge part of where all the things that we enjoy about where the scene is today a lot of that's on your guys's shoulders yes. so thank you so you know, much i'm like, like appreciate it's, it's an amazing leadership talent uh dedication um yeah and just i mean just bravo. No, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I appreciate really, you yeah. we so really much. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. do. Seriously, we this... would probably not be sitting here if it wasn't for the initiative <laughs> initiating all so many things. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what we do. That's what we do. I'm out of here. Sorry, I'll see you Thank you all. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, but thank you for being here. Thank, thank you, you for so listening. Much. Yes, thank out you. There. I appreciate you. Thank you for being quiet. Yes, to Kobe. Sim's dog, who is probably a better DJ than all of us. <laughs> better ear for us. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what's up. So please follow Henry C. Please follow <laughs> thank the Thank you so much, everyone. Yeah. Follow the podcast. We've got yeah. so many more beautiful guests to come. come oh, on. God. We're so booked, guys. So <laughs> booked. Yeah, Busy crazy. times ahead. <laughs> We've got so many guests up into the next couple of months that mm -hmm. I'm so excited to show you guys. Yeah. So you please guys follow. You guys aren't even ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm not ready. We've all been We've got a new assistant on the team, so we're good. Yeah. We are good. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much, you. everyone. Yeah, yeah that was amazing. We'll see you again next week.